You are now listening to the Hat Trick Podcast, coming to you straight out of Oklahoma. Saved everybody from all the earthquakes. Oklahoma's out of now. Get back to work. <laughs> if Michael, <laughs> like I love that you're like not mad about it. You're like trying to grasp it, but you're just like it's not true. Whatever but if we're is, talking about an island growing, which is something that I've never fucking heard. <laughs> Over the hundreds of years, somebody <laughs> would have seen that. Like, okay. it just grows a little more every day. And uh, we're here, everybody. Holy shit. We're actually doing an episode? Yeah. We are. In a minute. I mean, for me and Dustin, it has. Drew seems to be doing all kinds of stuff. Well, trying to do something. Side projects and whatnot. Sorry about the delay. We're busy. I would say we. I'd say we've been busy, but it's really just been one of us. I ain't doing. I haven't been doing shit. Well, how's about let's not gang up on Dustin. It's all my no. fault. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I will punch you in his stead. Oh, he can do it Saturday. Oh yeah, it's about to say why not tomorrow, but y'all are off. We're live, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what does we're live? We're live. We are live. So, I have a confession. Uh huh. I don't even know who this episode is about. Jesse Pomeroy. Jesse's girl. I have the, a, the Boston I have a boy feed. Uh, uh, what'd you say? A question or a confession? I, I said I, confession. I to make too. We What's knew up? What it was. <laughs> <laughs> I expect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean you didn't see him on the alienist? No, I didn't. Was I supposed to? <laughs> no, I figured not. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's before you like if you guys want me to know what we're gonna record about. Quit doing outlines and make me do research. You again. wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> well, you're supposed to, you're supposed to do research, even though I have I outlines. To follow. I rely on you. We're supposed to know some <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> you gotta well, check. I can't be the only one because I might find wrong shit. I'd say I've been busy, but I just said I wasn't. <laughs> you have no excuse, Michael. <laughs> One thing I didn't know about this though so, is that Jesse Palmer was a boy. It does sound a like boy. a girl. No, I'm, well, I mean, like he was a boy himself. I, I I thought it was like an older guy going after a bunch of boys. And uh, oh. oh no, this was a tiny this evil was boy. A boy on boy <laughs> massacre. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Ever say those words again. Which makes it like. A boy on boy massacre. <laughs> I don't think that's how we should put it. <laughs> well, it's already on there. <laughs> Excuse my cough, everybody. If you don't name this episode that. <laughs> boy on boy massacre. <laughs> the, the, the lean cast. <laughs> Alright, so should we get started here? Alright, so Jesse Pomeroy was born in Charlestown, Massachusetts on November 29th, 1859. Now, he was God. born... <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. He was born with a defect to his right eye and it made it like glaze over with this white film 
and it gave his eye the appearance you know of a marble. How to get that? His brother and his dad went fishing. I think his brother hooked him in the eye when he was a little boy, and uh, when they, they had, you know they had to go in there and fish it out, and he was like, I didn't feel any pain or any something like that. But you know that's how his eye got all fucked up. And he also had a hair lip too, but, like a cleft lip or some shit like that. <laughs> so he's a fucking yeah. looking little fella. He's well, like Forrest Gump, but just not as like blessed. Yeah, not, not as, not as Forrest pretty. Gump with Bubba's. Force yeah. Gump's Force Gump with Bubba's lip. <laughs> this would be like if Force Gump Forrest was Gump real a, and not made for Forrest Hollywood. Gump didn't have a marble eye. I know, but like he had like the fucked up legs uh, for a short period of time. I'm just saying, like <laughs> he was born unluckier than Forrest Gump. <laughs> Pardon Drew, this episode, he's dying. Yeah, that's why I'm drinking lean. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's okay, I didn't either. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, though. <laughs> I'm being like Pimp C, I'm just not going to die from it. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sipping on some scissors. As, as you do whenever you have a cleft lip and a marble eye, you get bullied. Ain't that right, Drew? A lot. Man, oh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> when I was a boy with a cleft lip and a marble eye, pause. I was a lot. Pause. That sounded weird, but anyways. Um, I'm assuming, without reading ahead, that he goes on his little spree because of his bullying. Well, um, well I mean, it, it plays a part. Well, I just, yeah. seen the, I just seen this thing like two days ago where this... Uh, mentally ill child got a board nailed in the back of his head from bullies. And I mean, if somebody did that to me, <laughs> I might go on a little spree. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I think uh, people with mental disabilities have a, a sense of peace in the world where, like, all they see is love and, like, flowers <laughs> and shit. And then everybody else is like, oh, let's pick on them. Yeah, yeah, but the thing about Jesse Pomeroy was, I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending Jesse, but <laughs> well, but he wasn't mentally ill, like he wasn't like a slow no, he was kid. Actually kind of smart. He just looked fucked up. Yeah, this kid that got the board on the back of his head, I think, was autistic. Yeah, I didn't see anything about oh, well, it. We'll be sure to tag I'll show you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't ask for that. Oh, you're going to get it. <laughs> God damn it. But the thing is, his father was also very abusive. And he would sometimes force Jesse to strip down and he would beat him with a belt or a leather strap. (laughs) At least my dad let me keep my clothes on. (laughs) My thing is, at this point, I don't know if he deserved it. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there's a story a lady found him with like a cat. And he was stabbing the shit out of this little cat. And he was like, this is my kitty. He was five years old. Yeah, but I think his dad was doing that shit to him, like, during that time. If I walk up on my child, stabbing a cat, going, it's my kitty, it's my kitty, I'm going to beat the living <laughs> shit out of him. And I'm like, that's how Dharma got started. Just because it's yours doesn't give you the right. <laughs> well, no, like, I agree, but I'm just saying, I don't know if... That happened before. I don't know if that was what set his father off to do that. 
think maybe his dad was beating the shit out of him, then he was stabbing yeah, cats. This is like, this is what, 1850s, 1860s? Yeah. You had to be like... Well, he was born in 59, so... I don't know, a five-year-old Republican governor or some shit like that to not get a beating in the <laughs> 1960s. Just saying. Yeah. I'm with, he is I'm not wrong. With my first answer. He deserved it. <laughs> All right. So, when Jesse was old enough to like roam around the town, which was like two, he'd spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would read dime store magazines. And they're like the 1800s equivalents to like those books Ed Gein like would Green's read, Anatomy, like the ones on the cannibals yeah, like and stuff. Like huh? Ed Gein read some fucked up shit, yeah, I don't know about. Yeah, like he would read about like the cannibal headhunters and shit. And uh, most of them involve violence and sexual themes. Which, I mean, people say that shit about comics. I mean, I don't really think it had that much to do with it. But he probably didn't need to be reading those. What, Michael? Just I reading ahead here. <laughs> uh, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't laughing at your choking, I promise. Are you alive? You're good. You're doing better than I am. <laughs> but, um, anyways, since he was getting bullied all the time, you could plausibly say that that's what caused Jesse to start bullying smaller kids. And You're supposed to go on and make a, do something better with your life and protect other children, not start bullying them. <laughs> well, how's about you dig up his corpse and say that to his dead face, Michael? If I knew where it was. <laughs> Probably somewhere around Boston. <laughs> I don't like Boston. That's where my boss is from. <laughs> yep. I'm dying. Maybe, Michael, <laughs> you should probably take over since Drew's uh, a little impaired at the moment. Yeah, I got this, Drew. <laughs> Alright. As Drew said, it plausibly caused him to start bullying smaller children. His brother Charles, who was approximately 17 months older than him, pretty much just ignored him. His mother, Ruth, was quoted as saying she thought Jesse would settle down if people would just and leave him alone. <laughs> it's like the solution to... She got it right, I mean, for this just, being so long ago. Yeah, just quit yeah, fucking if, with him. Bullies weren't bullied. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have a lot of this shit going on right now. Yeah. It's true. Good job, Ruth. Drew, I'll let you take that one. Yeah. I I just wrote down that I feel like Jesse Pomeroy would have been really into emo rock, like Last Resort from Papa Roach. <laughs> two pieces. <laughs> yeah. Or like Scars. <laughs> Cut little kids in two pieces. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's their song, but I changed it around. <laughs> <laughs> I do not own the rights to this song. <laughs> I see what you did here, Michael. <laughs> In the city of Chelsea, which is just across the river from Charlestown, kids started suffering brutal beatings from a boy around 1871. <laughs> it's Jeff Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder who. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the boy would offer them treats and money and get them to secluded areas where he would attack and sometimes sexually well, assault like, them. You he faggot. Would, <laughs> he would do weird shit like he would bring them out into like you know some secluded area and make them read Bible verses, but <laughs> yeah, he would throw like 
curse words in the in the Bible verses. And then he, you know, he would suffer. Well, John said. <laughs> After, hmm. you know, they would do whatever he asked or whatever. He would just walk to the side and go beat off. And sometimes he would let him go. But I didn't read a whole lot. I read somewhere where. He... I didn't read a whole <laughs> lot about him sexually assaulting people. But, I mean, y'all might have something different on that one. I mean, that sexual assault could be him jerking off at him. Yeah. Like, what I read. Because I got a lot of my stuff from an article that was written by Roseanne Montillo uh, for a website called Crime Cider. And she didn't really go in-depth into what the sexual assault was. Um, I do know that some of the kids, he would make them strip down naked and he would whip them like his dad whipped him. I would count that as sexual assault. <laughs> Is that sexual assault? So, to our fan base, if you ever think you're weird, you're not. <laughs> if you're not doing well, this. <laughs> if you're not you're a 20, tiny boy in the 1870s. Weird. Like, what's weird? <laughs> ah, getting into it. Like, if you're, if you're eating Tide Pods, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the rage, Michael. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Snorting condoms, eating Tide Pods all day. Like, you're 18. That's... You're weird, man. If you just get out of your car while it's moving. Exactly. <laughs> it's a perfectly moving car. What the fuck I are you doing? <laughs> yes, Drake is good. He, he's fire, but... I know you all rent that song. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki! Do you love me? I, I quit. I <laughs> quit. <laughs> oh, touche. <laughs> Anyways, but it didn't. It didn't ask if you loved her. It asked if she loved you. Oh, she does. <laughs> <laughs> and you love her back. Good job. All right, back to this little boy. <laughs> <laughs> also, words I never want to hear said again. <laughs> <laughs> so the attacker was the boy torture and the red devil. Why was he the red devil? Why red? For Don't know. For blood. Google. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he wore red one time or something. <laughs> I mean, fuck if I know. <laughs> to be he honest. Red on red shoes. This was. <laughs> His shoes were red. So with the description. Those were my shoes. Were shoes. <laughs> the description of the attack that was released to the press, uh, Ruth Pomeroy, his mother, realized that it was Jesse and immediately moved the family to South Boston. I didn't read that. That's pretty cool. Though. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I mean, if you're him and that's your mom, all right, that's cool. But for everyone else that's getting like beat the fuck up and sexually assaulted, that's not cool. Not cool. Not cool, Ruth. So, in August of 72, 1872, a young boy was found tortured <laughs> yeah. in the sands of South Boston. Next month, another boy was beaten, yeah. assaulted, and tied to a telephone pole in South Boston. So he's. Oh, he so was he, also. He was also known as the Scourge of Boston. What? <laughs> the Scourge of Boston. Scourge. What does Scourge mean? Yeah. Well, it's like the scourge, like it's just like the terror of I Boston. I may have been mispronouncing this it. This little boy put so much fear into the heart of Boston. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the way from Chelsea to Southie, Charlestown, 
Yeah, I got nothing. I haven't found anything about why he's the red devil. Maybe just because everybody thinks the devil's red. Like I said, fuck if I know. <laughs> but see, this happened in South Boston. Who did we say moved to South Boston around that time? Pomeroy. Oh. <laughs> Jesse Pomeroy. Could have been Ruth. So the boy who was found tied to the... It wasn't Ruth. The boy who was found tied to the telephone pole was able to describe his assailant down to his eye. Uh, this led to the arrest of a 12-year-old at the time, 12-year-old uh, Jesse Pomeroy. Uh, so the state reform school... Now, this is a blunder, I would say. This is a what? It's a blunder. A blunder? Just because this, this child, this innocent child, well, what am I talking about, innocent? This maniac child, <laughs> he has been beating, beating these kids, torturing the fuck out of them, sexual assaulting them, whatever you want to call it. He's supposed to, sit, he's supposed to live out you know, the rest of his childhood stages in this reform school, but... He lasts, like, what, a year, maybe? Yeah, I have it down here somewhere. Or I thought I did. It was a matter of months. He, he yeah, was only his, there for a few months. His mama talked him into it. But, yeah, his mom, like, she goes through all this stuff and she gets him out. Uh, but, like, this school, like, he, they're supposed to, you know, work all day. They get, a, they get a proper education, but they're also working a lot. And, you know, it's like, it's a reform school. I don't know if there was, like... The Edward, uh, the Albert Fish beatings were going on. I don't know about that, but this was a. This was a <laughs> I am an ex. From the sounds of everything, it sounds like a pretty decent place, and it really could have helped him. But his mother, again, she's. This is not how you raise your children, people. I'm just saying, if they fuck up, you gotta. You know, don't pay the bail money. Let them sit in jail. I'm just saying. Hey. Yeah, this place probably would have helped him more than hurt him. What? This place probably would have helped him more oh, than yeah. hurt him. I, I thought you said the opposite thing. I was like, no, you're, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the lean. Uh-oh. Now we're to the first disappearance. So, yeah, March of 1874. Mar- 1874. 1874. Uh, Katie Kern disappears from Rome in South Boston. Uh, she did not buy a notebook and was never seen again. Uh, she was she was discovered that or it was discovered that the last place she was seen was a Pomeroy's shop where Jesse worked. He was interrogated. Not at work. You what? Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. He he was fucking working there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Haha, joke, joke. <laughs> yeah. So he he was interrogated and nothing came out of it. So She's like ten years old, and she goes to buy a notebook. Um, she like, but she goes yeah. to like a different store first, and she didn't like their selection of notebooks. Which I'm like, this is 1874, people. There's not fucking. I'm was there sure. a selection There's of notebooks? I was about to say. Cats and fucking princesses on notebooks. Maybe the price just wasn't right. But she tries to get a deal from Mr. Pomeroy, and. Uh, Oh, he gave her a well, deal. He, she comes into his store, and he's like, I got a notebook, but it's kind of scratched up, which I didn't understand that part either. But uh, he's like... It's in the back. <laughs> get it for you, or some shit like that. But she, he says that instead of giving it to you for five cents, I'll give it to you for like three cents or some shit like that. But he ends up killing her, just saying. Hmm. 
Yeah, like he uses it to like lure. I don't think she left the basement. Tax free weekend. I hate it. Well, you don't. You want to pay a fair price for everything you get. Sometimes. To not get murdered in a basement by a small child. I'll pay twenty extra dollars. I'll chip in the extra two cents. It's okay. Can you think of how terrifying that would be? <laughs> if that was like... Just to like be attacked by a small child? <sighs> I am a small child. <laughs> to be attacked by a Michael with a milky <laughs> eye? <laughs> In a cliff palette? Just a hair lip? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I terrified you. <laughs> sorry. Keep coughing. And on April 23rd, 1874, the mutilated body of a young boy was found in a pit on the beaches of South Boston. Two brothers named George and James Power, which sounds like the little kid's superhero names, were searching for clams. What a Boston... What, George and James Power. activity. It's just... <laughs> searching for clams. Oh, next time Rob pisses me off, I'm like, go find some clams. Please don't do that. Anyway... I'm not. <laughs> you want to step to him, Michael? Instead, they found the naked corpse of uh, four-year-old Horace Millen. He had been stabbed numerous times. A sharp object was shoved into his eye, and his genitals had been nearly severed. The body was also set on fire. James, James. Why so much torture? James, I don't think that's a clam, buddy. Boy, you don't <laughs> do that. No, that's a dead boy. It's definitely not a clam. So like one of these definitely not a claim. These brothers like they couldn't he couldn't talk, and when he finally got up to the police like you know because he couldn't talk he just takes his thumb and like runs it across his throat like insinuating that somebody's dead, which I was like that's like, uh-huh. on the fly you've not been able to talk for a long time because like I would have just been like like he's just keeps right to the point like hey this guy's dead. So shout out to you, Power Well, Boy. I guess when you can't talk, you have to be very straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> His superpower is bluntness. So anyway. But think about that, though. Like, he is, like, Jesse Pomeroy's acts have just been escalating and escalating. Yeah. And, like, this is a lot of shit to one person. So shit. in 1874, in 1874, Jesse is 15 years old. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. like 14, 14 or 15, so I think when he goes on trial, he's 14 years I, old. Okay, I was just yeah. basing it off of the years. I yeah. wouldn't count down the months. <laughs> That's, man. Yeah. But at, at 15, I was chilling in my basement watching movies with some friends. Different times. <laughs> <Dude, Me, laughs> this was at, the 1870s. At 15, me and Dustin were throwing knives at my walls in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my dad was pissed off when he went down there and seen all those holes. (laughs) But see, the difference is your dad didn't make y'all strip down naked and beat the shit out of you. No, he just went upstairs and took a nap. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, this body was set on fire, too? Yeah. How old was the boy that got killed? Four. Okay, so yeah, this what kid, the fuck? Okay, this is this is why I want to say different times. 
this child was four years old and his parents sent him out to go buy like treats and sweets and shit like that from the local fucking <laughs> paper store and he didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> At four years old, you know what I was and... doing? Not a what? damn thing, sitting at the house like a dick fucking person because I had parents. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I think I was... <laughs> there is a video of me at home, and I'm pretty sure I was about four. I was chasing the cat around the apartment with a french fry. Did you stab the, it afterwards and set it on fire? Were no. The camera. Good. They, they could see you. They didn't sit <laughs> you out and go, go find a cat to chase with your fucking french fry. We're going to go upstairs and take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I wasn't going to town. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't having to walk to the nearest store. Hey, Michael, when you're done... No, they brought the french fries to me. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to go to McDonald's on your own. <laughs> when you're done chasing that kitty cat with your french fry, run to the store and give me some smokes. <laughs> go get me some snuff. Hey, different. you want to talk about different times. In 1874, that little four-year-old probably could have bought smokes. <laughs> oh, most definitely. It's for <laughs> your health. For your mother? Okay. Make sure, make sure you don't smoke any of these. They're supposed to be bad for you. <laughs> Back then, I think they were still marketing cigarettes as like superpower sticks. Oh, this is for your parents. Go ahead and <laughs> smoke is, one on your way home. <laughs> this is before they were bad. I'll tell you what. If you listen to like old Alfred Hitchcock radio plays on Spotify, like I do sometimes. Um. They have ads from like the 1930s, 40s that run on it. And it's like talking about uh, giving cigarettes to veterans in the hospital. Oh, yes. It's just like really fucking weird. Yes, and also it helps you all your legs blown off. If you smoke five of these, you'll grow another one. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be a small child's leg. It has to age differently. So, but after, sad times. <laughs> oh, Drew. What? Look at me in his good eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But Pomeroy, he, he was brought to the station the day the body okay, was discovered. Okay. He had blood on his clothes, uh, scratches on his skin, and the sole of his boots matched the imprints found on okay, the. Okay, we'll check this out. So when they found the body of that boy, right? They're like, well. There was yeah. that one kid that was going around beating up all those kids about, you know, three or four years back, or, you know, however long it was. It probably wasn't that long ago, but a year back. And they're like, yeah, well, it's not him because he's in the reform school. And the other cop comes around. He's like, no, his mother got him out. He's working down at her store right now. And uh, they're like, oh, shit. So they go, to, <laughs> they go to the house, the Pomeroy house, which was right across the street from the Pomeroy store. And um, he comes <laughs> down, and they're like, where's your vest? He's like, oh, uh, I, I don't know where it's at. So they they start a suspicion because he doesn't have a fucking vest on. That and they find his knife back at his house, and it has like some a, a couple like traces of blood on there and some dirt. So they ask uh -huh. him, give, give us your shoes. I skinned the rabbit. Yeah. So they ask him, give us your shoes. They take his shoes. <laughs> give yeah. us your shoes. And they go down to the beach and like they. Put them beside the tracks that were left there by the beach where the kid was killed. And they're like, okay, yeah. these are a pretty good match. And then they get like a plastic molding or they, they like mold his shoes for evidence or some shit like that. But yeah, he had blood stains on his clothes, didn't have his vest on, which 
I'm just like, why would you even put that in there? But uh, also, the, also the blood <laughs> in the knife was pretty. It's a pretty hard thing to evidence. So it's pretty because damning. of it's because of him that OSHA makes us wear vests at work. <laughs> yes. To make sure you're not out there murdering yes. boys. <laughs> we all know. God damn we it, all Jesse. Fourteen-year-old boys will not murder anybody who has a reflective vest on. <laughs> a refreshing vest. <laughs> it's just science, man. Oh my god. <laughs> if if it's fluorescent and it can be seen at night. Next time I get in trouble for not having a vest, I'm just gonna yell out, "Damn it, Jesse!" <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, then you have to explain well, that. Sitting right there next to you, and I'm like, like, "Oh, he used to work here. He uh, didn't have his vest on any time." <laughs> we don't talk about it though. Improv. He died. He died because he, he wasn't yeah, wearing a vest. They killed him. <laughs> it's like, but Michael's the one that brought it up. Yeah, Michael, stop. Yeah. You know, it's a touchy subject to yourself. <laughs> so it's after this that, like, he, he you know, he's interrogated by the police, and as any fourteen-year-old boy do, does, he would, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a lawyer. His mother's not there with him, and he basically like confesses to. He gives like a half confession, I guess, and. A few days later, not long after that, or when the trial starts, I'm not 100% sure, he retracts that confession. And his lawyer uh, tells him, like, so, like basically, just fun way, he couldn't remember anything from that day. That's what he said. And as soon as he gets a lawyer in, he's like, oh, no, you walked past that street with the house that wasn't fucking finished. And he starts saying all this shit. So he goes from not being able to remember anything about that day to being able to remember everything. Which kind of suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say a bit flip floppy. Anyway, yeah, but kinda like a fish. Continue on, Michael Hall. Continue on. Oh, okay. Um you left off exactly <laughs> where? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't <laughs> Alright, <have> so <laughs> So basically I mean while the trial is going on and stuff, people are wanting to know like what would make a boy do things like this. And he eventually gets analyzed up and down by a lot of specialists. Um, but no one's exactly sure if he had an actual mental illness, like in a clinical sense. He was obviously fucked up. But most people lean towards it was all the abuse he suffered leading to Jesse's behavior. But um, I don't have a whole lot on the trial. Do you have any more on the trial before we get to the sentencing, well, like the, Dustin? The prosecutor, the, the defense is like, he's insane. Like, they try to get that whole thing thrown in there. Let him play insane part so he doesn't get sentenced yeah. to death. And, the you know, the ju- the judge or the jury, whatever, they, they say, well, he had, there was premeditation here. So that rules the insane plea out. You know, I mean, if there's premeditation, it's first-degree murder. There's nothing else you can do about that. You can't say that he was insane. Well, yeah, like, if you intend to do yeah. it, if you plan on doing it, and you... Yeah. Another thing that... This dude's another, crazy. Another thing that kind of puts him down in the coffin is... Um, what was that girl's name? Kate, Katie Curran? Her body, yeah, her body was discovered inside the Pomeroy um, store. Basement? Yeah. Like in the shop? So, the Pomeroy... His mother tries, you know, sells the shop in order to like pay for, I guess, a good lawyer or something like that. 
and when they sell it, the you know the new people go down there and start trying to fix it up and do this. And oh, that. I'd be pissed. And I sold the business to defend you, and went, then they found the body in there. <laughs> they go down to the basement and start breaking down walls. Like they they smell this, you know, the stench of something. They don't quite know what it is, and they end up finding Katie um, Curran's body in there. So the police, they're like, "Well, we got to take Ruth Pomeroy and the other brother. We got to take them into custody." And they're like, "Hey, you know, they're going to go down for this if you don't give us a confession." So. That's another thing that might have swayed him to an early confession, but he, he retracts it very, very fast, like I said earlier. But that is, an, that, that is a big no in his coffin. And as soon as they found that you know, that body in the store, you know, the whole townsfolk, they just immediately flipped. And the police had to get the mother and the brother out of that house because they were just throwing stuff at the house, like about to break in and go kill the mother and brother, too. Just in case wow. I didn't know wow. I can just picture in in the 1870s. I can just picture the whole town walking down the street with pitch, uh, pitchforks and well, torches. Well, it wasn't even like walking down the street because like the whole crowd is like gathered around because a body has just been found at this store, and when they find out it's Katie Current, yeah. they just do a 180, and there's the Pomeroy House because the the store and the house are like right across the street. Oh the yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just I I can just be sitting there staring out the window like oh what. Why are they all gathered around the store and they see the body get carried out and you just see everybody turn around just in, in sequence just yeah, look at it's you. It's not like there's a dead body. This, That'd be creepy you know, as this, shit. This body had been in there for a little while and I think uh, she was like half buried so half of her body was decayed I would say like around the face somewhere like half like it was probably like half of her face was decayed from not being buried completely but uh, yeah it's, it's crazy like oh what's that Damn. mom doing outside our old store? <laughs> and they all just oh god get out of here good god okay. <laughs> oh god <I> <laughs> Bobby run fucking 1880s year which is like a fucking nightmare to me I like like oh god yeah oh god Ruth like she confuses me she's a good mother because <laughs> well, <laughs> well a, but think she about she tried she <laughs> She loves her son unconditionally. Cause, yeah, because she, she didn't him. stop him from doing all this fucked up shit. I don't think she knew about it, to be honest with you. Well, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I guess because she was saying if people would leave him alone, like she knows people were yeah. fucking with him. I mean, it's a if, if she was willing to sell the family business to defend him, I don't think she knew about it. I don't think it. she knew about it, but even, even though, like, I, I still think that she was the type of mother that would... Even if she did, if she knew about the body being down there, she probably wouldn't have said anything about it. So I mean, I guess I, I retract my statement. Yeah. She's a she's a good mother to a fault. Like she's good enough. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into it because I'm not a parent, but she's good enough to defend him no matter what. But there's she doesn't understand that sometimes you just don't need to. <laughs> this is where you let him go. Yeah. Let him let him fly. She should have left him in that reform school. She's still what? Yeah, that's where she fucked up. He said that she should have left him in the oh, reform yeah, sure. school. I mean, but, like, who's to say that he didn't get out at 18 years old with this pent-up aggression and go on, like, a Boston man spree? You know what I mean? <laughs> the Boston man fiend. Yeah. I honestly, I, I could see that happening. So, I don't, at least, I don't, I don't want to say this because it's going to sound kind of bad, no, I, I guess, but at least they would have been a, 
At least they would have been adults and not children at I that point. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd rather... It might have been the same people, just older, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you don't know. I mean, aren't we all just kids at heart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I try my best. So... Oh, man. Like the Anyways, Jesse... Huh. I was going to say, Jesse, he's eventually gets sentenced to death in 1876. Um, but that sentence eventually is commuted to life in prison. Um, it's basically said this is done due to him being, like, really well, young. Like the way that it, uh, I think... The way that huh? it happened was, the jury was like, we... We, you know, we sentenced him, you know, it's, it's first degree murder, but we, you know, kind of sway you not to give him the death penalty, but you can do whatever you want because you're the fucking judge. So, <laughs> the judge, like, he ponders on it, and he, like, he brings this, like, whole town meeting together, and it eventually comes up, comes down to, like, the governor of Boston or some shit like that, and he can't yeah. pull the trigger, right? And it, it goes on so long that these people Why? are all pissed off at him because he's not, he's not killing this kid, which, uh, it's probably a hard decision, and... It comes time for re-election. Well, this new guy comes in, and he his whole way that he wins the election is like, I'm going to kill Jesse Pomeroy, this and that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he gets elected oh, as mayor. He I would have pulled that, too. It. it was just a tactic to get him elected as mayor, or governor. Or, I mean, yeah, governor, that's what it was. Um, so this is where it's like nobody can really make a decision to kill this kid. You know, he's 14, 15, 16 years old, but nobody... You know, the judge can't make the decision. The governor of Massachusetts can't make the decision either. And that's why it gets put down into uh, life in prison. He should have fucking got killed. But. Yeah, I mean, if anything, uh, somebody if anything, somebody should have murdered him. <laughs> and, Two wrongs don't make a right. No, but it gets rid of him. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it's just like, the reason he doesn't get. It's just like huh? look at yourself in the, in the mirror and say, could you kill a 14-year-old no matter what they did? I mean, now, I think it would be a little bit more, the popular opinion now would be yes. Now, we, a lot of people would be able to, but this is, you know, way back when. I don't know if maybe the different times might not let a whole, excuse me, I have antacid. Oh. Anyway, I, I don't know if it's like <laughs> the different times, maybe. I thought that. I, for myself, thought back then they were had the more of a fuck it yeah, attitude. Yeah, I mean, like you would think so, but from looking at this, it doesn't look like they did. Um, I guess they were pansies. Well, this is also like, if they'd sentence him to death, the way they're going to kill him is they're going to put some gallows yeah. up and then hang this boy and watch him yeah. choke to death. So They used to burn women alive because they thought they were witches. I mean, <laughs> They actually only did that in England. We didn't do it here. It doesn't matter. It was done somewhere. <laughs> I know, but we're talking about a different law system. They would also <laughs> drown them and say, well, if you drown, you're a witch. If you, uh, or if you, if you drown, you're human. If you survive, you're a witch. If you drown, you're human, but if you survive, you're a witch. And uh, so many innocent <laughs> witches died. And we just, my heart goes out. To <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I think certain things they were more hesitant on than we are now. It's kind of like flip-flopped. Like, 
I don't know. But yeah, so. I mean, I say I could do it, but I don't know. Yeah. Never been put in that situation. And there's a lot of like, I mean, Cody Curran's body found in his old store. That's pretty damn convicting right there. But whenever he's in jail, he kind of has like a buddy or some shit like that. Uh, and he writes, I mean, they can't talk to each other because they're not cellmates, but they can pass letters back and forth to each other. And he basically admits to killing the, all the young people he was convicted of killing there. And, uh, you know, the people in the prison, they find out about it. And he's, how long was he given in solitary confinement? It was a long last time. I'm not sure how long it was exactly. But he spent the longest, or the second longest recorded stint in solitary confinement. The only person who spent more time in solitary confinement than him was the Birdman of Alcatraz. Sounds like scary, man. So, I mean, it was decades. I'm not sure it was pretty long last time. But, I mean, it, it, it's, like, it, it's a really interesting case. I had no, no clue about it until we started researching it. Uh, he should have died. He was in solitary confinement for four decades. Yeah. Do you know? So forty years. Wh- which one would be worse? I mean, like I'm pretty good with solitary. Like I could be like. <laughs> you do nothing but beg to yeah, be left alone. <laughs> my favorite. But I mean, not not a lot of people are like that. So like, which one would which one would but, be worse? If, but think about it. You want four hours of alone time, not no, forty like years. Four days of alone time, just like nobody around for four days would be fucking great. I don't know about anything after that because I've never experienced it. But what, like, <laughs> what do y'all think would be worse? Getting hung as a fourteen-year-old or forty years of solitary confinement? Like, which one would you rather do? I think I'd, I'd rather gotten hung. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like being alone for a while doesn't bother me it's the fact of knowing that I'm never getting out and this is pointless you might as well kill me anyways and give this room to somebody think about else all the good slop you could eat though and all the fucking all the great <laughs> all the good all the good what slop slop. slop food. oh my god I can't even eat the good shit that you, you guys like right now you think I'm gonna live think off that how skinny you would be though you would probably look like you were five Six, five, seven, somewhere around there, like with all the weight you lost, like you would look. But he would be skinny with no one to to see it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, it's still like a fun game. You gotta find the game though. Like you have forty years alone. <laughs> you have to find the game because you're in a room alone for like, forty years. You could, I mean, walk. when I was skinny, I did look five you could, six. Like, walk. I'm sure he was jerking off like twenty four seven for that, years. If that's part of your game. So be it. But like. All I'm saying is, like, you're so <laughs> in your body now, like, you walk to the one corner and you're like, I look good. And you turn around and be like, yes, you do. And, like, you know, you just play these fucking weird things and stuff and you make the time fun. That's how you survive. Because in the end, you get out and you start going with other people, so you got to keep your social skills up. I'm going with a solitary confinement for 40 years. Well, I, I mean, if I know that I'm going to eventually be in gin pop, and I'm going to be okay in gin pop, then all right, I would rather take that than being hung. Yeah, but you have to survive nah, the 40... 40- hang me. I'm coming back as a fucking turtle. <laughs> Reincarnation, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it. I'm going to be short and... F- I'm going to be short and fat again as a little turtle. <laughs> hey, you know, only... The shortest the, oh, and fattest turtle in Boston. Only the lazy turtles get fat. That's all I'm saying. 
Only the lazy I mean, turtles get I guess fat. that's true. I was, I'm lazy in this lifetime, so maybe I won't be in the next. Think of all the grass <laughs> you could eat, though. It's... <laughs> oh, no, like, it's funny, kids. Like, Dustin's on fire funny, today. It's like you come out... Like, alright, you, you're reincarnated as a turtle, right? But you still have, like, the characteristics yeah. of, like, your human body. So it's just like, I don't even need salad now. And all... The only thing you can eat <laughs> is, like, fucking salad. That's... Because that, that's all turtles can eat, really, is just grass. I would laugh at you as a turtle. Like, that would be so funny. You just take a. You just if take. If I could remember my lifetime you just take now, a bite of grass and go, I'd just be like, I want some chicken. You just like find a turtle trying to eat a pizza box. <laughs> that's Michael. Like, that's Michael. <laughs> Good God. He's gonna take me home and put me in a fucking uh, like a big terrarium. <laughs> yeah. One pizza roll a month. <laughs> you better ration that. As a turtle, I think that might last. I just have to say, I don't want anything to happen to Michael. But if something ever did happen to Michael, me and Dustin would have to just go look for turtles. And the one that looks the most like Michael, we have to put headphones on it, and it becomes the third co-host. Have you ever, have you ever heard a turtle <laughs> scream? I have not. Yes, it's the yes, I have. Thing you ever saw. Like I can just Michael just sitting over there screaming. <laughs> Which, like, not a whole lot of people can hear it because it's not very loud, but we're just sitting up there like, <laughs> Turtle Michael. When it's time, just like throwing grass at him for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles loved pizza. Oh, I'm, I'm destined to be a turtle so in Michael next lifetime. destined to be a turtle with there's ninja skills. Raised by a rat. <laughs> yeah, by Master there's Splinter. Like Mike, there's nothing about Michael that shouts to me ninja, like, at all. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go learn Brazilian Jiu Jitsu now. <laughs> but anyway, oh Michael. So that was. I actually have a free membership to do that. You have a what? You're not doing it. I said I actually have a free membership to start learning that. How did that? How did you? As soon as he opened, stumble upon this. Hmm. Uh, my dad's. Uh, did the remodel on his building for him, and the payment was that our whole family gets free memberships there for life. Uh, can we say I'm your brother so I can go learn? Sure. <laughs> I, I'm Scotty. <laughs> no, he knows Scotty. I'm yeah. Scotty too. Uh, have any of y'all went yet? He has not officially opened. He officially opens next uh. month. We're gonna check back in next month. <laughs> he, uh, it's gonna be like, uh, boxing and Brazilian jiu jitsu and wrestling and how shit convenient like that. is it that y'all are going to Florida next month? And it's just like, wouldn't you know it? We're going to Florida. Right. Um, we won't be able to make it there for your opening. Maybe next <laughs> month. It's just like, oh, wouldn't you know it? It's <laughs> we gotta eat all this candy. And the next month, oh, wouldn't you know it? It's fucking Thanksgiving. We gotta eat. Um, we're not gonna make. Well, it. see, this guy's the f this guy's one of Dad's friends, and I think the only reason he agreed that we can have all have free <laughs> lifetime memberships because he just knows we're not gonna go. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna show up at the shop. I'm gonna walk in on my knees and say I'm you, and <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'm here to practice. But he was just like, Oh, you want to do this remodel for free memberships? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You never know. 
I might go learn jujitsu and then be like Ninja Mike. Michael becomes like the most dangerous man in Oklahoma. <laughs> just like Wouldn't walks that... in, hits people's pressure points, and just like fall over dead. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Unfortunately, I myself don't ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch Chuck Norris videos. That's how I'm confident in my fighting skills. <laughs> I grew up this, watching him, so. Are you using the Walker Texas Ranger style? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> but, uh, so that was. No, nah, well, now I have to kill you. Yeah. So, we're about to get into some pretty heavy shit in our own front. Um, maybe some more recent stuff, but it's uh, some of the most entertaining stuff that we'll probably ever cover, in my opinion. Uh, can't wait to get that going. I've been researching this for seven months. Uh, it's <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I've actually read up on it a tad bit. I actually got kill- <laughs> I have a book. For I, part I got of Kelsey it. into it. She was like, "He did what?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. This happened. This happened. This happened." <laughs> what the hell? This these people are he- fucking crazy. And I'm like, "I know, right?" <laughs> and then she was like, "Our, go- our government like did that." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> we just shattered your paradigm. Does she really think the government is like above it? Well, it's like yeah, I was like, yeah, it takes our uh, we don't call nine one one to like a whole different level. Um, anyway, yeah, you no, know, we'll get into it more on the next episode, but yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Do we want to go ahead and say what it is? Uh, I don't care. You can do what you want. It's your podcast. Well, I don't I don't like that words. I think he just low key quit. <laughs> I mean I see it as our podcast. We, um, we we're about to get into Ruby Ridge and the Waco siege and Oklahoma City Lobbying. It's gonna be probably at the most five six episodes long. So um Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be our first like conclusive like series. I mean one thing leading to another leading to another. I mean it's not it's not that they necessarily lead to each other, all you know, all in its entirety. But I mean, they're all connected, and it's pretty. It's pretty fun. It's pretty interesting, and it happened recently. So I mean, there's a lot of information about this. Um, but yeah, yeah. And now that I have Netflix, I can watch all the documentaries. Uh, you can only watch Ruby mm-hmm. Ridge and Oklahoma City. Uh, Waco's off there, but not yeah, the Waco. Waco. I have Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. You can do that, but they took. Uh, Okay. They took Waco, the Waco documentary, off of. Uh, They're trying to ruin the truth. Yeah, well, well I mean, <laughs> this was also about the time that um, that TV show kind of thing was coming out of Waco, so they took it off. Oh, the they were trying to get yeah. money. <laughs> Damn what government! I have a Waco book by the uh, negotiator. I'm gonna start reading for yeah, it. There's too. also a guy named uh, Thibodeau. Um, he was in the he was he was in <laughs> yeah. Waco at the time and he uh he made it out alive and he wrote a book and all this other Come stuff. Come on, Tibbs. Yeah. His character made me sad in the like Waco T V show. Oh well if oh, you, you want to get really sad, look up like real shit. <laughs> like the real shit about Waco. Yeah. Because there there are some pretty I mean to, to set the ego aside, there's some pretty heartbreaking shit that you hear. Um when you you know re- when you do, when you watch like the Waco documentaries because I mean the people that were in there 
uh, you know, experienced everything. I mean, it, it's it's pretty fucking sad. I mean, these are a lot of these kids that made it out. They knew that they would never see their dad again. I mean, well, they at the time they didn't know, but you know, they they start talking about it. and They're like, I didn't know at the time that I would never see him again, and you know, shit like that. I mean, it's it's very very sad stuff. But uh, we'll cover all that and more in our next seven hours of recording. <laughs> oh, it's going to be more yeah. like ten hours, but because um, we like to ramble. Yeah, obviously, this one ended like fifteen minutes ago. But <laughs> while we're on the topic of like big events like that, and it's kind of sad that I have to ask, but you guys know I won't remember being here two hours ago or two hours from now. So, have we talked about nine eleven yet? No. no. Oh well, I read a deal where one guy saved like three thousand people. Yeah, and uh, there was so a lot of cool. heroes. I mean, yeah, like, there was a lot of heroes, especially you know when. Bad shit happens. There's a lot of people that join, but I mean, they, you know, they put aside their differences. I mean, if it's only for one day. Yeah, this guy was like a, this guy was an ex-marine, and he was working in like the, I don't know, fortieth floor or some bullshit like yeah, that. Sure. And they were like, "Get out! You know, you need to leave. Get out right now!" And he was like, "No, fuck you!" And he got three thousand people out of the building. He didn't say fuck you, but uh, and then he, yes, he, did, he, he well, was no, the but he, is, that, is that the guy but, that was like last seen on like the. 30th floor yeah. going up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, going up. But, yeah. yeah I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. And then he died himself. Yes. Died a hero. But, uh, we will get into 9-11 yeah. later on the road, and there will be plenty of opportunities for these hero stories that, I mean, there, and there's a lot of them, and, you know, there's a lot of people on the planes that were heroes. So, I mean, it's, it, like, you know, the stuff that happens on our front, it's pretty interesting because you get to see these people, you know, they're not pissed off that they got screwed over in this deal. I mean, we're, we all kind of come together as Americans, and that's really cool to see researching these topics. Um, not with Jesse Palmer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and the other ones alike. I think the, I think the townspeople were the heroes here. <laughs> yes, yes, and if um, if they would have just let... If the if, you know if the mayor or the judge or the governor or whatever would have just let these people in with like two pitchforks, you know, like <laughs> I can just see like there's one room Jesse Pomeroy versus like two pissed off townsfolk and one pitchfork in the middle. I'm pretty sure that's the end of the Boston boy fiend right then and there. And we're not paying for his solitary confinement with our fucking tax money. This is this was a long time ago. Don't get me twisted. But anyway, so. <coughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna have to go, so uh, I gotta huh? go. So you gotta, gotta go. I gotta peace out. You gotta you know? peace out. <laughs> All right. But, uh, well, fun. it's it been nice. fun. It was nice doing an episode again. Yeah, good to hear you guys. Yeah. We all just get stuck in little closets and we don't get to come out until time to record. <laughs> Say that one more time. I said we all get stuck in little closets and we're not allowed to come out until we record. Uh, Drew, you trying to tell us something here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go now. <laughs> the Michael Boy Fiend. Smart move not driving out. <laughs> the Michael what? Boy Fiend. <laughs> boy on boy massacre yeah.
Right. So, thanks for recording with me, guys. I'll see you after a while. Yeah. Uh, what? How- oh, so now you're gonna drive out? Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, so how about we <laughs> log off from this, and then we'll talk for a little bit on the phone, and then we'll hang up. All right. Goodbye, yep. everybody. All right. Later, bye, guys. everybody. Let me get a soul clap. Let me get a soul clap. What's in my pants?